0: On the cover of Super Issue 1, we see our five teenage superheroes caught freeze-frame mid-battle. Starpiercer, Juno, Limelight, Jackrabbit, and Blazar face the reader ready to attack their foe. The face of each hero has been captured by a computer scanner. Text in an alien language is displayed next to their captured image. Across the bottom of the page is the issue's title, New Kids on the Block. The subtitle reads, Halcyon City has a brand new team in this brand new Issue 1. We see the imposing stone building of City Hall against the backdrop of the city at night. The building is mostly dark, except for one window. The text in the corner of the panel gives our location in time, Downtown Halcyon City, April 15th, 2007. We zoom up towards the lit window. In his office, Mayor David Hernandez stares tiredly at his computer screen. The years of stress of running Halcyon City are apparent in the worry lines on his face and in his continually lightening salt-and-pepper hair. In a new panel, he leans back in his chair, checking the next day's meetings in his Blackberry. Then, suddenly, he is grabbed from behind. We zoom in on his eyes, wide with fear. Don't make a single move, a voice says. In the next panel we see Snakebite, a villain from Halcyon's Silver Age, ready to use his razor-sharp and venomous snake-tooth gloves to slice the mayor's throat. His muscles, strong and lean from years of acrobatic training, are covered by his King Cobra snakeskin costume. The costume extends over his face, the only opening being the holes for his eyes. His fingers are covered by snakeheads with fangs that practically drip with the deadly venom. Mayor Hernandez shivers in fear. In a new panel, we see him carefully move his foot over to the side of his desk. It's subtle enough that Snakebite doesn't appear to notice, but it's enough to activate the silent alarm. Limelight, describe yourself and how you enter the scene in the next panel.
1: Okay, so Limelight is ai or I'm a, I'm a fairly short, uh, five foot three uh, teenager wearing like black parade uh, jacket with a with a pink hood pulled up over it. Uh, most of my, like, physical features are kind of covered up. Uh, my hair being the thing that's most covered up. And I'm wearing a, a black domino mask. And uh, there is a, a large light coming from right outside the, uh, the window of the office. While while he's sort of... I, I imagine that's probably a very distracting thing, given that it's just getting closer and brighter. Uh, and with that distraction, I'm going to, like, slip in through the through the front door
0: yeah uh there's a bright light that comes out by the window of this mayor's office um being fairly high up in city hall probably almost the whole the whole wall facing the outside so um snakebite uh turns towards the window to look out and you're able to sneak into the door of the room jackrabbit um tell us what you look like and how you enter the scene now with uh limelight coming in through um the door, the door that leads to the rest of the building, and Snakebite turning towards the window.
2: I think I am right along with Snakebite. Uh, well, not Snakebite, right along uh, with Limelight. Like as they're as they're sneaking the door open, trying to remain quiet. I'm just kind of standing behind them, lightly tapping my my foot inside of the red boot that. Uh, is adorning the feet, my feet, which boots might be a stretch, they're just kind of red high tops. Uh, Those lead up into a pair of white jogging pants, leading to a white hoodie. With the hood up, a neck gaiter is pulled up, covering the bottom half of my face. Uh, My blonde hair kind of dangles down in front of my eyes, and the gaiter Uh, masking the eye rolling that I'm doing uh, as we're uh, getting ready to enter in and as soon as there is enough room clear Jackrabbit shoots into the room with lightning speed but moves over to a corner of the room bathed in shadow and just kind of leans back against the wall crossing their arms, resting their Uh, red-glove-covered hands on the crooks of their elbows, and Jackrabbit just kind of says to himself as they enter in, I don't know why we're having to do all this. This is... This is ridiculous.
0: Okay. Are you trying to, like, be quiet and hide from, um, Snakebite and the mayor? Like, not drawing attention to yourself? Or are you trying to draw attention to yourself? No, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm not trying to draw attention to myself, but I am giving off A very, uh, going through the motions kind of body language.
0: Okay. Great. Um, so, yeah, so you're able to, um, slip in. It's, it's almost basically, like, it's almost the same second that Limelight opens the door that you're able to just, like, slip in and, uh, wait quietly in the shadowy corner that I'm sure you all have discussed as you... Plan your, plan your attack. So I think that the next one to come into the scene will be Juno. Um, describe yourself and tell us how you enter the scene. So
3: Juno is a large mechanical lady, and being a large mechanical lady, she is well aware that stealth is not her jam. Uh, so <laughs> trying to sneak into this room is probably not going to, to do anyone any favors. As uh, my, my two partners are trying to sneak into the room, uh, Juno is going to stand just outside of the door, ready uh, when the attack begins to happen, that she's able to just bust through this door and make sure nobody can escape through the door.
0: Okay. Yeah, Juno is um, is waiting there, and uh, Blazar, how are you entering the scene?
4: As the light fades from the bright light outside the window, there's over on the wall, just a tear appears. It looks like stars in space, and He'll step out of it, um, cloaked uh, in a navy blue cloak, and um, the inside has a similar pattern to those stars, just a black, like, glittery material. Um, Bottom half of his face is covered, uh, and he wears these goggles, uh, which are actually just prescription sport glasses. (laughs) And uh, as he steps out, he realizes that He's directly in front of them, so he just kind of takes a stance like that was totally his intention the whole time.
0: <laughs> okay, I like that. Um, so you're in front of uh, you're in front of now Snakebite and the mayor. Mm-hmm. So uh, Snakebite looks down at the mayor, his eyes narrowing um, as he looks down from you, realizing how you have popped up in front of him, and he says to the mayor, "That was the wrong move. Now you'll pay for it." And um, Starpiercer, how do you enter the scene and also tell us what you look
1: like?
5: Yeah. um, Right now, Starpiercer has wind blowing through his blue, like, mohawk undercut-type hair as he is flying on the exterior of the building, swooping down. Um, He is a um, broad-shouldered humanoid alien with reddish-orange skin and blue hair and pupilless yellow eyes. And he's wearing, like, a gray, navy blue, like, um, uh, tight uh, nanotech space suit, basically. And he has uh, metallic bracers and, like, a collar um, that uh, ripple with nanotechnology. And as he's flying down, um, he launches a bit of, like, a nanotech node from one bracer onto an electrical box on the roof and there's a pulse of electricity that puts out the lights. And then he comes down outside the window with his other hand forming into, like, a halogen lamp, basically shining a spotlight onto Snakebite from the exterior window.
0: Okay. Juno, are you at this point kicking open the door? (laughs) To enter the scene with everyone else Yeah. So as soon as the light shines um, Snakebite looks up to see The light that's once again coming from the window um, And he immediately gets distracted Again by the door Being probably kicked off its hinges by Juno As she also Steps into the room Um, You all are poised and ready To attack and I think here That you are making the move Enter Enter a battle Against a dangerous foe as a team your very first move of this game. Oh yeah, Aww, yeah. yeah. wonderful.
4: So, um, who is the leader here? I would guess Straw because he's the yeah. one who set us all off with the light.
5: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. Okay, Straw. Do you have influence over every teammate?
5: I don't believe I do. No. No.
0: Okay. Also, real quick, does everyone agree that Straw is the leader? Yeah.
2: Uh, I am absolutely willing to go with that for this.
0: Yeah, that, right. that seems fine. Wonderful. Um, so, what is uh, your purpose in this fight, Strawvix? Vix?
5: Uh, we are trying to save the mayor and apprehend Snake Bite.
0: Awesome. Does everyone agree with that? Yes. yes. hmm Wonderful. Uh, I f-
2: actually think. Yeah. Jackrabbit is just get through this uh, so he can be over (laughs) with.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, so, okay, you are all in there. Snakebite is, um, you know, he reaches a hand back ready to strike. Uh, what do you guys do?
5: Um, Straw is going to say, Unhand the mayor, Mr. Snakebite. We have you surrounded
0: and uh, snake is going to chuckle to himself and um he is going to um with the mayor still clutched to him you know and still ready to strike he is going to move himself to a more advantageous position in the room so that he's not totally surrounded by you guys uh you see his impressive acrobatics as he's able to do this um he lands sort of like um closer to the door but you know that he does have the ability to um, too, if you're not careful slip
1: out i think that uh since since we're revealed i'll uh, i'll i'll step up now and like take like a combat stance uh and approach him but as like i go to throw a punch i'm gonna have because he's got like a like a cobra hood yeah
0: um not quite he has like a tight like um bodysuit basically and it does have like a mask but it's like skin tight
1: okay uh that still works uh I'll just changes where i'm gonna grab uh, like a a hand of light will materialize behind him, like sort of towards his his uh his legs, and just grab him by the ankle and pull up, trying to like throw him majorly off balance.
0: Okay, so it sounds like you are trying to directly
1: engage a threat. Sure am. Roll plus danger. Alrighty. Uh, that is a twelve. Well, I'm for sure gonna create an opportunity for my allies. And does a person count as something? Sure. Okay, then yeah, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the, take the mare from him and sort of turn so back is facing, uh, Snakebite as I've got the mare, like, in front of me now.
0: Okay, do you wanna describe, um, how this happens?
1: Yeah, sure. So, uh, uh, I'm gonna, like, go for, for, like, a right hook, um, but it's totally a feint, as the uh the the sort of arm of of light grabs him by the leg and pulls him uh back and up and uh throwing him off balance so i imagine he'll probably try to catch himself using his hands because that's just how people work um and as he he lets go my like right hook is gonna just grab the mayor's jacket and pull them towards me while i'm turning
0: Okay. Yeah, you are able to do that. Um, in the process, Snakebite is able to um, get a hit off on you as well, and you trade blows as this all is happening. I want you to take a condition. Um, how do you how do you set it up so, for an opportunity for your allies? Sorry. I, I uh.
1: Well. That. Well, he's he's like incredibly off balance, and sort of. I imagine if he's gonna trade blows at me, he'll probably swing out at me as he's going down. Okay. Uh. So. So he's sort of like. On his hands, he's acrobatic, so I imagine he caught himself Mm -hmm. pretty well, but he's very clearly, like, not balanced now. Okay. Perfect. And, uh, do you want me to tell you what condition I'm taking? Sure, why don't you tell us what condition you're taking? Alright, um, I'm gonna take angry. Makes the most sense. Nothing, like, terrible has happened, but I did get hit, and, uh, no one really likes that.
0: (laughs) yeah so as he is sort of like um off balance he um he's sort of like stumbling and there's shelves behind him as he's going down um he ends up uh knocking the shelves over now creating these sort of like um physical barriers that you guys are dealing with as well in the room it's still you know he's still off balance. your your allies still have like um an advantageous position here but now like the room is a little bit more precarious in the process. Okay, Um, who is going to act next now that uh, Snakebite is in this position and Limelight has taken the mayor?
2: Uh, I think Jackrabbit is just going to kind of uh, hop in there. They are seeing that this uh, villain is flailing around, and in the corner they are, there's a few more bookshelves, so they're just going to start quickly grabbing books off of the side and just start throwing them at the uh, at snake bite
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> um are you directly engaging a threat as well
2: uh i think i'm more using my move are you watching closely when you mislead trick or distract someone roll plus superior on a hit they're fooled at least for a moment plus ten choose three options from the list i have and seven and nine choose one
0: Wonderful. Okay, so roll for me, please. So, uh, while you're doing that, books are being thrown at snakebite, and um, we'll see what happens.
4: Meanwhile, Asbel kind of, like, giggles to himself, and he's like, would you say, would you say he's he's hitting the books? (laughs) 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 Then he's gonna clear his throat and focus again.
2: (laughs) Uh, that is a seven on the die, and my superior is a plus two, so that's only a nine, so I get to just choose one from my list. Uh, okay. I think honestly, I think the, uh, the best answer here from my list is confuse them for some time because mm-hmm. who throws a book?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay.
2: And I think they, yeah, he, uh, he definitely needed to little brush up a little on history here.
0: Yeah. Um, this is something that Snakebite certainly did not expect. Um, so he's kind of, like, knocked off balance by this. But um, being an acrobat, he would usually, like, immediately, like, jump back up and, and be ready to, like, take on uh, take on the next, you know, the next person. But just the fact that, like, what? Like, a book? Like, he expected, like, a punch or some, some of your powers. Um, he is, in fact, uh, distracted for a moment while this all is happening.
4: With that... Um... While he's still stumbling, um, Blazar's going to kind of f- focus his energy and push this, like, wave of gravity towards him. Try and push him into uh, Juno, who's behind him, since he moved towards the door.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, so you are just using your powers to, uh, to move him into a better position?
4: Yeah, I'll just try to, like, push him over into her so she can do what she will do okay so roll plus danger plus danger am I dangerous a little bit nice oh that's a that's quite a terrible roll oh oh I just made it uh that's a
0: seven wonderful um so yeah you are able to uh to as um you know as everything is happening um you you're able to get a little bit closer and
4: um and uh, throw him uh, back against the door. As far as getting hit back, uh, I, I, I could always be like, his power kind of reverberates back at him.
0: Well, actually, so I was going to, um, so he is, he is, you know, definitively hit as like, you know, he was distracted by um, by what Jackrabbit is doing. And uh, his blow back to you is uh, not going to be uh, not going to be physical um, ooh, ooh. he is going to try to hurt your feelings here um, <laughs> Aww, he's a bully <laughs> um he is going to um he is going to uh chuckle to himself um and that makes you feel like not great like you know you did just get this hit out on him and he's like you know, laughing, and he says, "Are you truly foolish enough to believe you're in the right here? You're a cog in the machine. You're maintaining a system that will one day destroy us all. Halcyon City has grown on the skeletons of those less fortunate. But I don't. But I don't. But I suppose I don't expect children to understand that. If you're old enough to try to fight me, you're old enough to face the reckoning. And Ooh, I would look. like you
1: to take a condition Ooh. from that. I'll
4: take. Um, Got him. Insecure."
1: <laughs> okay. uh, Fiona, we can all hear yes. that, yeah.
0: Yeah, you can all hear that. He's not like trying to hide it or anything. Can I
4: also take a condition.
0: Uh, if you would like to, yeah, yeah, that that,
4: that's, that is very in line with uh with stuff. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think I think that that makes sense. That um that uh, limelight would also take a condition there.
4: Okay. Okay. Cool.
0: <laughs> this man's a bully. Why <laughs> he's a villain? Um, <laughs> so um, I have heard from um, from you know Jackrabbit, Limelight, and uh, Asbol. So um, Juno or um, Starpiercer, what are you guys doing in the scene? How are you entering the fray here?
5: Okay, uh, where where did the mayor end up?
0: Uh, Limelight has the mayor. Yeah, I got him okay. right now.
5: Okay, um, but he's not to safety yet.
0: <sighs> no, no, not yet.
5: Okay. So um, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna move from my position, but I'm gonna do so stealthily. I'm actually gonna slip my hand out of my bracer, and the little uh, nanoparticles form into little propellers. So the light, the spotlight shining on um, shining on Snakebite, doesn't move. It stays mm-hmm. floating there in the air, and I'm going to stealthily fly now in the darkness. You know, protected by the glare of this blinding spotlight, um, fly around and like fly into the room um, and, like, flanking around um, Snakebite and attempt to pull the mayor further away from Snakebite and hopefully out of sight.
0: Okay. It sounds like you are trying to defend. Uh-huh. Perfect. Uh, roll plus savior, please.
5: Sure thing. Um, that's a six.
0: That is a six. Okay. So, um… You are not able to do that. Um, And I, so he is pushed back. um, As you're in the process, uh, you know, of the handoff with, uh, you know, the mayor with um, Limelight, um, because you're not able to hit, unless someone would like to act, I'll give you someone a chance to speak up now if if
1: that is the case. I think it makes sense if if I do it, because... You're sneaking in, but, like, you know, we knew you were out there, so we might have been mm-hmm. expecting this just a little bit.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, a practice maneuver. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so, one, of, one of your options here is to add a one using using some from your team pool. Add a one to the roll.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll I'll do that. Because, what, he's, like, reaching out, but something is going to prevent that?
0: Um, Yeah, so he's reaching out. He did not roll well enough for the situation he wants to occur to happen. Um, so if you add one, then he will, um, then it will still, you know, cost him, um, the mechanic here being that he will, uh, expose himself to danger, um, and escalate the situation because he did roll pretty low here. He would need to get a 10 plus to, uh, to be able to keep
1: them safe and choose one from the list. Um, okay, then I'll, I'll add one. I'll just like, uh... (laughs) because I've still kind of got the, got the mayor's jacket and I was like, sorry, Mr. Mayor, and just shove him directly <laughs> at where I'm hoping Star Piercer is going to be. Uh-huh.
4: Yeet. Just yeet the mayor. <laughs> okay. Like you do.
0: So you are now on a seven, so on defend, that is um, expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Do you have any ideas as to how you would like that to happen?
5: Okay. So what I think happens is... Um, i do get the mayor to safety mm-hmm. but snakebite sees it happen so i'm able to get, grab the mayor and pull him around the corner basically but snakebite sees the mayor and me both go that way
0: okay so i am um so snakebite has been pushed back by this gravitational force on. Um, you know he's sort of uh regaining himself at this point so um i'm going to say he now notices that you have the mayor and now his target is set pretty firmly on you um and i am going to have him sort of like acrobatics over to you and make a swipe across your chest so i i'm going to have you take a powerful blow here as he um as he comes out um noticing you and swipes across your chest. Um, So to do that, roll plus your conditions marked.
5: Um, That's an eight. I'm gonna struggle past the pain.
0: Okay. So um, mark two conditions for me.
5: I'm gonna take angry and afraid.
0: Okay. Um, So you have taken the mayor sort of into the hallway, correct? Yes. Okay. So um, the mayor is now, you guys are not super far into the hallway. Um, you know, um, Snakebite was able to uh, to pick up on what you were doing pretty fast. Everyone else is uh, still in the room, poised to attack. But I would like uh, to know what Juno is doing right now. And Juno was closest to the door. So I think sort of in a yes. <laughs> choreography sense, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yes. Um, so... Juno, now seeing
3: that, you know, they have come here to save the mayor and apprehend this villain, uh, now sees that the villain is trying to hurt the person we're trying to attack, so she busts out of the room and finds just the biggest piece of furniture that's nearby,
2: (laughs) uh, which I'm presuming
3: is either, like, a couch for, like, people waiting to see the mayor in the hall, or maybe, like,
0: even Like a a metal
3: file cabinet? A file cabinet, or one of those water coolers. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, the filing cabinet would probably be the heaviest, I assume.
3: Yeah, so she she picks up the filing cabinet and she she looks at Snakebite and um, she she yells. Um, I'm not a one-liner person.
0: <laughs> it's okay. I'm not either, which is why I wrote them all beforehand. <laughs> every, every, uh, yeah. honestly, I really... I want, honestly,
4: I want her to say, I'm not a one-liner person, and then just throw the thing. <laughs> I, I'm
0: not a one-liner person. Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure.
3: She, she picks up the filing cabinet. She yells, Hey, you, I'm not a one-liner person, but you get back here. And, um... <laughs>
0: <laughs> throws the filing cabinet trying to uh. gain his attention.
3: <laughs> oh my god, I love it.
0: Okay, <laughs> so you are uh, indirectly engaging a threat here?
3: Well, what I think I'm trying to do is one of my special skills is called be the monster.
0: Okay, perfect. Um, roll plus freak, please. Yes. That is a 10, I believe. Yes. Woo. Awesome. So choose one from your list
3: uh i will choose that i will frighten someone else i had not intended
0: to scare so i'm assuming here that it's either the mayor or one of your teammates but i'm going to say it's probably the mayor (laughs) that would make the most sense Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so uh you are in fact able to um to do this um you know using your uh, your robot form you are in, you are able to um, intimidate snakebite. How would you like him to make himself vulnerable to you, or alternatively flee? Well, due to his
3: acrobatic nature, I like to think that um, when the filing cabinet is coming towards him, it, it creates separation between um, both uh, Star Piercer and the mayor, and probably any kind of exit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is forcing him to come back to the rest of us instead of uh, and and fight the the four of us that are not with the mayor um,
0: instead of being able to to get away okay perfect so yeah um so he does look extremely shaken by this and um, his movements are largely defensive at this point um, he uh, he goes, back towards the room and has now gotten himself into a position where he is now surrounded by, um, by the other four on the team. Um, Juno, out of the corner of your eye, though, you do see kind of, like, the mayor who, uh, is with Stravix, who's pretty injured, is looking at you with wide frightened eyes. Sad face. <laughs> Sad face. Oh! <Aww. laughs>
2: uh, I think Jack Rabbit is gonna run around the room grab the trash can next to the mayor's desk, and then run up the wall and across the ceiling and drop down, slamming the trash can over Snakebite's head, and say, I ain't all about this big city stuff, but something something about uh, cutting out the excess spending. And then uh, (laughs) as I land, coming back up and uppercutting the, uh, bite.
0: Okay, so you're directly engaging a threat here? Yep. A wonderful roll plus danger.
2: That's, uh, that's a six.
0: Okay. That's not fun.
4: I will, (laughs) um, spend a team from the pool. Okay. Um, and also just kind of, again, I'm giggling a little bit, like, there's also a line about taking out the trash here. Anyway, (laughs) Um, and uh, use the uh, my like increase the gravity on the trash can just to pull it down and just lock it down on his head so he can't get it off
0: wonderful (laughs) yeah
4: okay Um, which one
0: of the list would you like to do Jack Rabbit
2: factoring in the gravity aspect to it now as well since it can't go I think I'm gonna take his uh, sense of vision from him
0: Okay. Yeah. Um yeah, the trash can is now um is now tightly uh tightly around him um you know, crushing him a bit. Um you do see that like it seems like he is uh he is pretty restrained. Um he he is pretty restrained in doing this. Um but you can hear a voice from uh from beneath the trash can that that is on uh, that is on him. Um, You hear a voice say um, this corrupt system will inevitably lead to global annihilation. The only way to save us all is to destroy it. And I would like you to take a condition, but I think you can also all realize that you have um, successfully completed your
5: mission. Mm -hmm. We did it, guys! Nice. Nice. Um, Straw, like, still in the other room, like, shoves the mayor in the closet, Takes the mayor's form and runs back into the room and sees that everything's taken care of and goes, "Oh, I thought this was going to be really cool." <laughs> now looking identical to the mayor.
0: <laughs> as uh, as straw does that, the simulation of uh, saving the mayor starts to starts to fade around you. Uh, now around you in the in the room, which you know very well, is your mission training room. Um, the danger has passed, but. Um, the way that you feel, both emotionally and physically, has not, because you know that um, War Prince Stra'avix's uh, simulation on his ship really does pack a wallop. Hello, listeners. I am your GM and host for this season, Fiona L.F. Kelly. Welcome to our seventh season and my third time in the GM seat. I apologize if my voice sounds kind of bad right now. I have bronchitis. I've gotten sick somehow during every Fable season I've run. Curse, I I had a very bad cold and lost. I sprained my hip, so I guess that this this is just a trend now. This is just how it is. Uh, This season, we're playing Masks, a new generation by Brendan Conway, published by Magpie Games. Masks is a powered by the apocalypse game inspired by the stories of teenage superheroes. I've been looking forward to playing this game for a really long time, and I'm so pleased I could bring this story and our heroes to Fables Around the Table. This season, I'm joined by a cast of Fables Around the Table veterans. Nick Iruseva plays Prince Stravix, aka Piercer. Nick is also the DM of the Spelljammer-inspired 5th edition actual play podcast, Tales of the Voidfarer, which you've heard about if you've listened to this podcast before. Nick has been on several Fable seasons. Uh, You may recognize him as Great Uncle Virgil from Curse or Reggie the Opossum from Lost, and he was also in uh, Chronicle and Firelight. Chelsea Rexinger plays our favorite robot girl, Juno. In addition to creating the cover art for this season and for each episode, Chelsea sells gaming-inspired candles at her Etsy shop, Plot Kindling Candles. You can choose from their selection of pre-made characters or purchase a custom-made candle modeled after your favorite tabletop RPG character. Chelsea has been on almost every Fable season and she's GM'd the season's Tainted Love and Tiffany. Chuck Cliff B. Wilfong Jr. from our season's Chronicle and Firelight returns to the podcast as a super speedster jackrabbit. You can find Cliff's many projects all across the internet. He's one half of the Nerdcore Rap Duo 2D6 and he's the DM of the Food Network and Meme Inspired Taverns Travels and Tests podcast. Returning from our second season Tainted Love is Kitty McClendon. Kitty plays Asbel aka Blazar and Daniel Walker is returning to play their third teenage character on this podcast, Ezra the Skateboarder also known as Limelight Clearly we're typecasting Dan at this point and finally, I'm Fiona L.F. Kelly. I'm a writer, editor, and podcaster. I play the Gith Yankee pirate Ravnus on Tales of the Void Fair. And you can also check out my other podcast, Big Streaming Pile, if you like spicy critical analyses of bad movies. Our theme for this season was composed and recorded by Tom Goldthwaite. Additional music was provided by purple-planet.com. If you're excited to listen to more fables, check out our previous season, Tiffany. Tiffany is short and sweet with only three episodes, and like this season, it uses a tabletop RPG published by Bagpie Games. Tiffany is a gothic feminine horror stories where three players, including myself, control a singular bride exploring her new manor home. This season uses the game bluebeard's bride and if you're interested in what we do on this podcast and the rest of our network head over to projecturail.com there you'll find our other works and ways to support the show including links to our patreon and merch store and with that let's get back to the show
2: Uh, I think I mark angry because as the simulation starts to, like, decompile around me, I'm just like... And, you see, that's why I keep saying that this isn't gonna be, like, something that's actually gonna happen in a fight. Like, a trash can on somebody's head. I've done this a number of times. They just get mad and keep fighting. Anyway, I'm going to make a sandwich. Jackrabbit, I've said these
5: simulations are you know, perfect simulations of reality. If it'll work in the simulation, it'll work in real life. Does that mean your simulation could kill us? Um, it, if I, if, if if Prism sets it to that.
0: Lord Prince Straw, would you like me to set it to that? The ship's computer calls out the uh, room.
5: <laughs> uh, Straw, still looking like the mayor, looks up and goes, uh, uh no, Prism, no, that's that's a negative. Um, no. No, current settings are sufficient," um, he says. You know, still frustrated, <laughs> and he sighs and he says, "I need a PIB," and like punches the wall <laughs> and walks out of the simulation room.
1: <laughs> I'll uh, I'll turn I'll turn to Juno and and uh, and uh, I guess Asbel now since the simulation's over. How long do you think he stays looking like the mayor?
4: I don't. Does he? Does he just kind of forget?
1: I don't. I don't know. I don't want to ask because I.
4: Is that insensitive? I don't know. (laughs) Well, judging (laughs) on his performance
3: in the simulation, he must do that because he needs to feel like he's got power.
1: Uh, Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's a. It's a little heavy.
0: Um, okay, so the simulation Now over And um, straw gone to get A Pib um, We are not sponsored by Mr. Pib on this podcast um, But we should be Call us but Mr. We should pib be. But we should be <laughs> um, how, What does everyone do to relax? What, what What do you guys Usually do to chill out after a simulation On the ship?
4: Well, first I'm going to go change Yeah <laughs>
0: Okay. Um so Asbel, who um his uh his superhero name is Blazar. Um Asbel does in fact live on this ship, correct? Yes. Okay. So yeah, so you have um I'm sure you have um a little room here and things like that. What does your room look like?
4: Um Hey Nick, are there like we're in the mountain, right? So there's like no windows or anything?
5: Yeah, the the ship has embedded itself in in the mountain. However, it's entirely made out of like modular nanotech and can like morph over time, um, including like creating simulated windows and all that stuff. So, actually, Ooh. your rooms will be tailored specifically to your tastes, uh, simulating anything down to like the flooring and wallpaper and and all that stuff. So nice. Yeah.
4: Okay. Um, so, the room, actually, in a pretty stark contrast to the way that Aswell tends to dress, which is very, you know, dark and, um, always, like, fully covering himself and everything, um, is, like, very, like, light, like, kind of cottage corey honestly, like, light, like, wood floors and, like, sun filtering through a window on a nice, like, lightly cloudy day with, like, sheer white curtains, and the bed is, like, uh, sort of, like, circular in the, in the middle of the far wall, with, like, lots of blankets and cushions that, like, with blue floral bedding and stuff.
0: I'm imagining, like, a PB teen, like, like, a catalog right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and, um, like, the walls have, like, this Light blue, like sort of wallpaper. It has like like that like slight l- texture to it when you touch them, and the ce- ceiling absolutely has those uh, glow in the dark stars put on it. So when it's mm-hmm. nighttime,
2: <laughs> you have the uh,
4: classic yeah uh, putty stars. Mm-hmm. And um, he has like a little desk with uh, his laptop and several mugs that he keeps forgetting to take to the kitchen. Um, with, like, tea bags and loose-leaf tea at the bottom. Mm, Okay.
0: Yeah, so, um, Asbel
4: is able to, uh, to get changed and everything. Oh, yeah, and Um, his, uh, his skateboard is kind of tossed in the corner with, like, the pads and stuff. Yeah,
0: very nice. Um, where are you headed next?
4: Well, um, Jackrabbit said he was going to make a sandwich, and Straw said he was gonna- Get a Mister Pib, so I guess. So the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess I'll go make some tea. I guess we're staying in today, um, and just gonna try to slink in because it seemed like Straw and Jackrabbit were both uh a little on edge, so I'm just gonna try to slide by. (laughs) Right. Um. So while
0: the three of you are sort of like making your way towards the kitchen, um, we'll start uh not right this second because I want to see what everyone else was doing, but we'll start with um with um. I my my brain was like Mister Pib.
5: Um, <laughs> <Mr. laughs> my superhero name, Mister Pib. Yeah,
4: like we're, 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 um, one one day one day Stravex is like, so so no one like knows us, right? I can change my name.
0: Yeah, uh, so we'll start with uh, we'll start when we get to that scene. We'll start with uh, Stravix and uh, Jack and then shortly after Asbel will come in. But right now, I'm curious about what. Um, what Ezra um real name uh, or superhero name Limelight um real name Ezra is doing and also what um Juno is doing and does Juno go by Juno all the time or does she go by Helen when she's not superheroing Uh Juno will go by Juno all of the time. Okay. So uh what Ezra and Juno are doing uh whoever wants to speak up first
1: Uh sure. Um I think I'm also uh, going to get changed uh and then rather than going to the uh, going to the to the kitchen with uh seems most other people um I'm gonna grab my board and go back into the simulation room and uh, uh hey hey prism um
0: so a question would would prism uh call you Ezra or limelight
1: uh, prob- uh and Nick probably can say is. that too uh, I, I'm, th- I think, I'd like to think that the ship recognizes when we're, like, done with simulations, mm-hmm. and probably can differentiate between in-costume and out-of-costume.
0: Okay, yeah, so, okay, so she'll switch back and forth. Um, she is going to, not with the, uh, definitely not with the respect that she showed, a uh, straw, she <laughs> is going to, um, say, What do you want, Ezra?
1: Uh, could you, uh, activate simulation, uh, Avril Lavigne?
0: (laughs) (laughs) She, she's, you can hear her go, again.
1: Look, yeah, (laughs) again.
0: Um, there is a long pause, even though, uh, even though she is an AI, um, you can, you can think that she's, like, thinking about it, and then you eventually hear, Fine. fine, And uh, the simulation Avril Lavigne begins. Uh, you could feel what is this... judging you. <laughs> what is the simulation?
1: Uh, it's it's Dare just like ask. an in, it's just like an indoor skate park.
0: Oh, nice. So you're you're playing Tony Hawk. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> and it's called Avril Lavigne
1: Yeah. That's that's what that that, that song it. is five years old now,
5: Fiona. <laughs>
4: I'm picking up what you're putting down, and I get it. I get you. Thanks. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get
5: I
1: it. I thought I was very clever.
5: <laughs> <laughs> There's a million ways that could have went. Yeah, Uh. Prism.
0: Prism also like gets it, but like pretends she doesn't. (laughs) She's like, I don't know why you would name it after the Canadian singer Avril Lavigne. (laughs) Um, You had to be there. (laughs) So, Juno, uh, what are what are you up to? Um, so Juno probably
3: heads back to her room. Because she knows... She's feeling pretty good after the simulation. Like, mm-hmm. nothing bad has happened to her. Okay. Everybody else has to, has to figure their stuff out. That's fine. <laughs> but nothing bad has <laughs> happened to Juno. Mm-hmm. Um, but she knows that she is the only one that is going to be taking care of any administrative tasks we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because as a team, we are kind of, like, supposed to be, um, like, crowd control and things like that. Um, which requires lots of paperwork and lots of reports to be submitted to higher ups, <laughs> and so Juno probably has a small desk in her room uh, where she she takes care of that kind of stuff. Because if she doesn't, nobody else will.
4: <laughs>
0: okay yeah perfect um so you are working on some um, paperwork that you know you need to fill out um you don't need anything for the simulation i doubt anyone even knows that you're doing the simulation or particularly cares um but you do because the city is so bureaucratic especially with young heroes you do always have like forms that need to be filled out and things like that Mm -hmm. um so uh what does your room look like is the other question
3: uh, so Juno's room is probably half, like, lots of, like, maintenance equipment to to keep her body in check. Um, Juno, since she is, uh, mechanical from, like, the jawline down, uh, has lots of, like, maintenance to do on arms and legs and stuff like that. So half of it is, like, lots of equipment for that and, you know, upgrades and, and stuff like that. And the other half is probably, like, a preppy girl's room? She's probably got, like, uh, a bed that she probably only sleeps on half the time when she's not, you know, doing maintenance on herself. With, like, a um, swirly, a big swirly headboard with the um, metal bars and stuff like that. Um, it's it's pink and purple uh, with, like, um, little bows on the blanket and stuff. It's it's also something out of, like... Um, oh, it, it's very limited to... <laughs> even oh, though juno is too old nice. for that
0: <laughs> yeah i get you i get you okay um i was just thinking of my bedroom which like growing up that sort of sounded like and i've inserted in my head twilight posters on the walls with,
4: like, which juno does not have to have <laughs> oh yeah it should be noted as has several posters on the wall of various bands and movies and stuff mm
0: do you have any above your bed that that was what we would do we would put edward colin posters above our bed uh-huh. no because it kept falling I was the most basic like 16 year old
4: besides it needs lots of room for the glow in the dark stars that's true that's very true um okay so juno
0: is there um was there uh, dealing with uh with paperwork and everything yeah, and she she leaves her door open so if anybody needs her they can come in and say hi. Yeah, wonderful. So, um that's what Juno is doing. Ezra is um is skating in the simulation skate park. Um, so now I'm going to switch sort of back to the kitchen. Um Stravix goes in um to what I'm imagining is just like a refrigerator, like, you know, um uh, because we're in the early two thousands kind of like um uh, you know, early 2000s, like, bulky Frigidaire uh, refrigerators mm-hmm. and takes out a Mr. Pib
4: and uh, cracks uh, and it an, open.
5: An entire two liter of Mr. Pib and he puts a crazy straw in it. Ooh, very <laughs> cute. I like Ooh. that. Okay. important
4: question. Are there a bunch of, like, kitschy magnets on the fridge that straw's mm-hmm. been collecting from the
5: boardwalk? 100%. So, <laughs> um, the... The common areas in Straw's room have been, like, slowly morphing over time the longer that he spent on Earth. And it is no one set style. It is an amalgamation of pop culture and various aesthetics that do not work together at all. (laughs) It's just like if you funnel, like, early aughts just into an aesthetic of its own it's just everything um straw's room has a bunch of posters on the wall that he doesn't even know what they are it's just like shit he saw in fucking spencer's and hot topic and you know he uh, saw aswell and Juno had
4: posters all over the rooms like oh that's what hmm, i have to
5: do yeah (laughs) yeah uh no idea what they are Um, so I'm sure there are very humorous ones and I'm not going to think of any right now, but (laughs) I let you guys fill in the blanks on that. But, um, but yeah, so the common space in the kitchen and all that also follows that aesthetic where it's just like little details of just regular, uh, like the, the current cultural zeitgeist of earth or what Mm -hmm. straw thinks like earth culture is from his brief observations. So it's very caricature of everything. Right.
0: Because <laughs> Straw's an alien. He's trying to, like, suck up all the culture he can, and he's sort of, like, yeah. reveling in it. Yeah. Yeah. Earth, yeah. Earth is cool. Earth is very cool. <laughs> um, I like that. So as you are taking a sip out of your uh, Crazy Straw and your Mr. Pib, um, Jack comes in with the sort of intention to make a sandwich. Um, What happens?
2: Uh, I think Jack just kind of... Rolls his eyes and continues on his way to the fridge. Uh, as he's walking over there, he's taking off the you know bulky white hoodie, revealing a uh, lighter, more uh, airy white t-shirt with a hood. With the hood still on, t- with the hood still up on it, uh, neck gaiter still up, and. Uh, just pro- kind of proceeds to, like, bump into Straw a little bit as he's nudging him out of the way, because Straw doesn't seem to have moved from in front of the refrigerator as he's uh, sucking down his pib. Uh, Straw still looks like the mayor, however, it's now Straw's costume.
0: Why? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
5: Um and seeing seeing Jackrabbit uh kind of removing some of his costume, uh, something dawns on straw and he kind of wrinkles his eyebrow a little bit and then his his uh, uh, complexion and head re morph into his normal one. Okay. Mid sip on Mr. Pib.
0: Yeah, I imagine that as you sip it sort of like goes over you, like it looks like the Mr. Pib <laughs> <laughs> is doing something. <laughs> <laughs> it spreads
5: out from the mouth base transformation <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: uh, I think Jack looks at a uh, clock on the wall uh, I assume it's a uh, a Garfield clock with the tail <laughs> swinging back and forth yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah of course
2: <laughs> and it's like oh, 10 minutes not quite a record I'll have to let uh, I have to let Ezno. know probably put a bet on it or something anyway
5: yeah n- astrologists <laughs> kind of go mm-hmm as he's still drinking uh, his mr. peb um, still kind of agitated
2: uh, I, I, I don't understand how that algorithm on uh, on your on this computer put together the simulation I, I I'm telling you I've been in enough fights that I've put trash cans over people's heads and while they might not have had gravity pulling them down they don't finish fights they draw attention away from what you're trying to draw attention away from um he uh
5: uh straw will just kind of like slow blink at you while he's still like you know still mid single long draw on on the mr pib and then he'll uh kind of stop for a second and go prism <phone rings> Can you do a detailed analysis of the fight and present a full report to Jack Rabbit to explain exactly why the circumstances therein were successful?
0: Affirmative war prints. And um, from a a panel opens up in the wall and come and uh, papers come um, printing out of it. And uh, if Jack Rabbit so chooses, he can, uh, he can grab a full detailed report of the fight and um, how realistic it is, uh, with percentages and and you know alternative simulations and everything. It's
5: 134 pages long.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Listen, I could speed read all this, but I'm not going to. Uh, I would just like to point out, uh, hey, uh, hey Prism, are y- have you finished compiling all that? Uh, stuff about the American Revolution and the odds of victory for the American side.
0: Has has she been asked to in the past?
2: <laughs> uh, I think this is not the first time that they've had this okay. argument, so yeah.
0: Yes, the answer is the same as the last time.
2: And you see, I'm telling you, the, your your simulation gave them a 10% chance because of their guerrilla tactics, and yet they were still able to drive off of the them dirty Brit soldiers. So, uh yeah it might have been somewhere based in reality, but nine out of ten times that fight would not have ended there
0: war Prince drawvic would you like me to eject jackrabbit uh
5: uh no no prism <laughs> um no um and uh you can you can assume that that the answer to that will be no um moving forward
0: Affirmative, war prince
5: um but, uh, but Jackrabbit, I, I have to point out that, like, well, I think you have a valid point. Um, Prism's algorithm takes into account analysis taken from thousands of worlds all across the universe. So I would think that um, the instances of a single war here on Earth um, is too small of a sample size to come up with any sort of uh, reliable data.
2: Yeah, if that were if that were the case yes but you've we've seen throughout history that's why uh the american soldiers when they went into vietnam didn't uh didn't prov- prove successful in that venture because they also did not have a proper lay of the land as well as the uh, vietnamese soldiers were using guerrilla tactics i'm sure i'm sure that you yourself have seen in your own history books about uh Those who use unpredictable tactics tending to have an advantage over those uh, warring nations that continuously use, you know, what are considered the proper means of fighting at the time.
0: Um, At this point, I think that Asbel is going to walk into the room, ready to make some tea and
4: hang out with friends.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And interrupt this dry conversation.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I heard the argument happening down the halls, and this is... Common, um, so outside I went outside the door for a second because I, I like, kept on being like, "All right, nah, nope, nope, they're go okay." Mm, it's it's just gonna be <laughs> awkward anyway. So then I just kind of like slide in and just yeah. try to quietly slip by them and just grab the teapot.
5: Uh huh. And then. Uh- Fill it uh, with
4: water. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, uh, Straw, like, sees, but uh, doesn't doesn't uh, deter from the conversation at all, and he continues with his point by saying, well, yes, because your U.S. forces did not properly inject themselves and do proper research on the guerrilla forces that they were combating. It is why it is important to send an infiltrator into one's ranks to do a proper analysis of the foe that they are fighting so that an invading force... Would be successful
4: and sliding over to the oven and turning <laughs> it on.
2: I I kind of put a uh, elbow on the counter and just kind of look at you and say, "Well, wow, that 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 seems to be a very uh, thorough assessment." Tell me, have you been uh, doing any infiltrating into any villainous ranks uh, here?
5: I mean, did you see that simulation? I couldn't even infiltrate to the mayor's office as the mayor himself. One day that strategy will work.
2: Yeah, uh, you'll 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 get there eventually, buddy. Uh, anyway, uh you grab me some cheese out of the fridge.
5: Um Straw will crumple up the now empty two liter bottle of Mr. Pib and kind He's of throw it to the pile of empty two liter <laughs> Mr. Pib bottles in the corner and uh uh just say, uh Prism get jackrabbit cheese and he'll walk away and he's like i'm going to go play halo
2: <laughs> hey uh, you should take out the recycling like uh we've said for about a month now it's your turn to do it do we have a little we have a little chore board
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: It's which most the of these most of these <laughs> chores can be done automatically by prism but i feel like juno is the one who made the chore board anyway
3: <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> it teaches good discipline <laughs> and if there's one thing <laughs> if there's one thing this team doesn't have it's discipline
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> after like an, an awkward beat asbel's just kind of going to turn around and, like do you want blueberry tea
2: Ah uh, that that sounds that sounds lovely as. Uh I, I think that would be great. Uh Honestly I I think you did you did great there in the in the fight.
4: <laughs> uh Really? Well, thanks.
2: Uh I mean, you certainly saved my my uh, rawhide. so
4: I mean, you did most of the I just, you know, you did the trash can that was funny. You did the trash can thing. I just
2: I don't know why he hasn't picked up on that I'm trying to intentionally mess with his what he thinks is gonna happen. Because fights I keep telling him, fights are unpredictable, you never know what's gonna happen. So and I just keep trying to do ridiculous things so that way this algorithm will start taking that kind of thing into account. Like these fights aren't down to a science like he thinks they are. People when they're backed into a corner, especially earth people, they do some wacky shit.
4: <laughs> Tell me about it. Well, I mean, you know, he he's still doing really really well too, you know.
2: He he's he's trying. I'll I'll, I'll give him that. I I won't give it to him to his face, but I'll give it to him.
4: <laughs> and to be fair, to prism and straw and everyone um it is hard to keep fighting when there's a trash can locked on your head
2: yeah i mean like, like i said the, the that the, that increased gravity on it was a uh, a nice touch I, I i haven't had that necessarily in the past during uh scuff-ups when that when a trash can has gotten involved but uh it definitely does add to that
4: how often does a trash can get involved kind of like laughs a bit but there's a definitely a smile he's feeling he's happy that he got praise
2: <laughs> honestly more often than you'd think and not just because of using it as a distraction to run away
0: um so uh juno would you like to enter the scene at this point sure like you have to like be doing paperwork the whole time no so
3: so what happens is i'm sure they've been on the ship long enough where anytime anybody asks for a report it automatically gets funneled to juno's room a copy automatically gets sent there
4: Yeah, amazing. Yeah.
0: So, so you do in fact get sent, um, get sent the what was it? The probability and what war?
3: Uh, there's probably yeah, uh, yeah. The American there's, there's... The, the Revolutionary War and also a report of the simulation. Yeah. So Juno walks mm-hmm. into the kitchen with this giant stack of paper, knowing <laughs> mm. exactly
4: what was going on. <laughs>
3: well, th- yeah. There's two stacks. They're like separated. One is forward and one is horizontal, so she can separate them. And she slams them down on the counter and she separates them and and she puts her hand on the big one, and she says, how many times do we need to go over the statistics of the Revolutionary War?
2: (laughs) As many times as it takes uh, uh, for Straw to recognize that, yes, his simulations might be more accurate with his space forces, but uh, Earthlings are unpredictable.
3: That is fine, but I am worried about the number of trees we kill every time this fight has to happen, which is at least twice a week.
2: Well, the thing about it is, if there weren't so many redundancies built into the system inherently, then that wouldn't happen. Like, there should be some kind of notification and an asking to print out these reports. And I, I keep bringing this up, but uh, Straw keeps saying that we need printed records. Listen, um, just add it to the recycling. About to take it out when I'm done with my sandwiches. Prism,
4: <laughs> is there? Uh, could we maybe, instead of printing copies for Juno every time, could- could you give her an alert, like, on her system?
0: I only take commands from prints Strahovix. I mean, it was a question, but okay. <laughs> Request <laughs> denied.
3: Um, Juno gestures That's... to the other paper the other sack of papers, and um, they can see that there's little sticky notes um, sticking out of various parts of it. Um, These are the forms that we need to submit by the end of the week. If you guys could sign all of these papers, the appropriate places are marked for you.
4: Wow, it's color-coded. Thanks, Juno. Of course, somebody has to take care of these things. And I'm glad it can be me. Do you want tea? No, thank you.
0: Um, and Ezra, uh, now getting a snack or drink from um, from running the uh, skate park simulation. Um, why don't you come in and talk to everyone for a little bit?
1: Uh, sure. I'll just uh, I'll walk in because we we're in the kitchen, so there's a trash can, and I'll just put uh, put the broken halves of my skateboard in the trash. <laughs> okay. Ez.
3: Do you enjoy breaking your things? No. <laughs> this seems to happen more often than it
4: doesn't. What did you do?
1: I... I wasn't being smart. I went too hard. I don't know. I just stopped thinking for a while. And then I fell. And then the skateboard broke.
3: You fell on the skateboard hard enough to break it in half?
1: It's, it's easier to break than you'd think. It's, like, not even that thick of wood.
3: That seems like a poor
0: design choice.
1: I'll I'll take it up with Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Okay. So why does Straw come back into the room? Um. He
5: he realized he finished. Or why why do why do I return to the kitchen? Yeah. Okay. Um. I uh. uh he realized he finished his Mister Pibb and meant to grab a second one, but was frustrated with his conversation with Jackrabbit and forgot. So okay. he's coming back in um to grab another Mr. Pip. He turns the corner and then he like stops to see that like everybody is there and kind of like glances through and he goes, "Did I miss a memo?" He says, looking at looking at Juno.
3: No, I did not send one. However, since everyone is here, we can sign these forms so they can be done now.
5: Oh, um, that needs to happen now.
3: They need to be submitted before the end of the week, and it would be beneficial if we do them now, because if we don't do them now, you will wait until an hour before they are supposed to be submitted, and I will have to run down to Town Hall, and they will be very unhappy with me.
5: But that's worked fine before, Straw says, moving across the kitchen to, gra- to open the fridge again.
1: <laughs> like, what, what are these? what are these forms for? These
3: are the forms we need to submit to continue to be active on the crowd control
4: unit for the city. We do them monthly. Do you know? It's said <clears throat> Asbel's just gonna start pouring the tea.
2: This seems
5: frivolous and redundant.
2: That's what bureaucracy is. I mean, I just question the legality of it, as most of us, I assume, would be uh, signing our superhero name. Because if they just had a registry of what every superhero who was involved in this some capacity in the city... Uh, that would probably be a bad thing, since villains could break in and steal it. That is true.
3: That may be so, but the the rules are the rules, and we must admit- we we must submit ourselves to them.
1: Well, technically no, but the legality of everything we do after that becomes very complicated, and I don't really want to go to jail.
3: Since we are a superhero team, I would prefer that we are on the legal side of things.
1: (sighs) Just give me the papers.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you! They're color-coded! And she like, <laughs> She slides the stack over and, and Ez can see the little little tabs sticking out of them. <laughs> is that is that
1: every place I need to sign?
4: Yes, that is correct. But look, she chose pink for you and blue for me. She chose her own favorite colours.
1: As that's like that's like thirty places we
4: have to sign. I thought Yes. Was, I thought it was sweet of her.
2: I don't know why it's taking y'all so long. In that moment, I have just sped signed every one of them <laughs> while they were having that little sentence.
1: I'll start the lengthy process of
5: signing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Straw is is looks very frustrated, and he's like, y- "You know what? I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna do this when you guys do it, and then I'll do it." And then he 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 runs basically. Wait, Straw,
4: do you- oh.
5: And would I, would I be able to clear afraid because I'm running from something difficult? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um,
0: sure. Yeah. So, uh, so as you're running away from the uh, difficult, horrifying task of um, filling out these uh, paperwork. Um, you hear the familiar sound of um, the alarm coming through coming through the ship. Uh, you know that this alarm alerts you to something that you're needed for in the city. And Prism's voice comes over the loudspeaker. We're Prince Stravitz. You and your team are needed at Halcyon City Natural History Museum for the purposes of crowd control. And then the loudspeaker um, switches off. And... We will resume next time when you guys Mm -hmm. have to go to the Natural History Museum and do some crowd control for the city. The teen stops stops
2: in the
5: corridor and just goes. (laughs) The the kettle starts to the kettle starts to whistle as as Askel just like why every time.
0: okay um so now it is for the powered by the apocalypse uh, end of session moves so okay at the end of each session uh choose one uh grow closer to a team explain who made you feel welcome give influence to that character in clear condition grow into your own image of yourself explain how you see yourself and why shift one label up another down or grow away from the team explain why you feel detached take influence take influence over you away from another character. Um, So we're going to go one at a time As I believe it says in the book Um, So uh, let's go With Ezra
1: first Um, Uh, Okay Um, I think I Am uh, Gonna grow away from the team a little bit Okay Uh, Just Just sort of hearing that um, The the villain mentality of the system's corrupt at its source like you're all cogs in a machine that just hurt people mm-hmm. uh is like unfortunately a a sort of weird thing cuz it's like i thought that mentality was more like a, of a modern thing a little bit before my time but not like even back silver age time
2: mhm
1: and that's that's throwing that's throwing Ezra off a little bit mhm Yeah. And I let's see, I take influence over myself away from somebody else. Okay. I I only have two. Okay. It's Asbel and Jack. No. Jack Rabbit is the only person with influence over me, so I by default have to remove that.
2: Okay. Oh no. Yeah.
1: I thought I had two choices, but I never had a choice. (laughs)
0: okay um let's go to jackrabbit next then um uh uh, grow closer to the team grow into your image yourself or grow away from the team
2: well i think there's an argument for uh growing away from straw i Mm -hmm. think that we established that this is kind of like a regular occurrence and Mm -hmm. i established that like this is at this point just to get under Straw's skin, so it doesn't really affect it too much. So I feel that I grew closer to Asbel. Since uh, I told them, like, yeah, "Yeah, I don't know why they haven't figured this out yet, what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. That was was, like a really cute moment between you two, so I think that
4: makes a lot of sense. I do have influence over you already. I don't know if that means anything.
2: Uh, Yeah, you can rearrange my labels Uh, basically uh, you would be able to go through and pick one label to shift up and then one label to shift down
4: Mm, okay so based on what you said and the way you said it I would shift probably superior up and let's see let's say freak down
2: Alright, I can go with that. I like it when my superior's at a three. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. Um, Now let's shift to then Asbel.
4: Um, Yeah, I also felt like grow closer to the team because of um, that little talk that Jack and Mm -hmm. Asbel had and Asbel really appreciated the affirmation because he felt that uh, he feels like he doesn't do a whole lot. And he also specifically felt insecure after the fight?-hmm. So I can give influence to Jackrabbit and I'm going to clear insecure.
0: Haha. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, next, we are going to go with War Prince Strawex.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um hmm. So I think I'm going to pick, grow closer to the team. Whereas, like, similar to what um, Jackrabbit was saying, the, the argument that we had with Jackrabbit, um, the, uh, while, while that was contentious, I feel like it is now a tradition thing that happens. And Straw um, sees that as a uh, constructive discussion of tactics, which is something that he values very highly. Um, so I would give, uh, influence to Jackrabbit and, uh, clear my angry condition.
0: Okay, perfect. And, uh, last but not least is Juno. Um,
3: Juno, after the simulation feels very, uh, like good about her performance and what she was able to do with that and knocked all that paperwork out, got at least one person to sign it the day it was finished, which is probably a new record. Let's be real. Um, so, so Juno is feeling like um, her her place is almost like organizer or maybe even secretary. It's not quite leader yet, but somebody who is uh, constantly like getting the official superhero team TM stuff together. Uh, so she feels really good about that. Um, yeah. So I get to move a label up and down. I am going to move Savior up and Mundane down.
0: Okay. And um, that is everyone. So, um, yeah. Ah, oh, I, feel, I feel so good. Um, thank you nice. all for playing this session. And to our audience, thank you all for listening. And we will see you in the next episode.
5: Introducing Tales of the Voidfarer. Join the spacefaring adventures of a group of misfits in this D&D 5th edition podcast inspired by the 2nd edition setting, Spelljammer. My name's Marco Astorio. My character
0: is a GIF Yankee.
5: My character is a Doar. Adorable little penguin people. You're Ravness, right? Yes, I, 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 and you are. I, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Luckby Cumble. My name is Captain Valeria Rain. And welcome aboard, the Voidfarer. Luckbeak, Ravnus, come on! (laughs) There's so much to see over here! Catch new episodes of Tales of the Voidfarer every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast fix. That's funny. Wait, did you just Hmm? say that's funny and not laugh, Ravnus? We really have to work on your social skills.
2: (laughs) As you walk down the sidewalk, passing shops of all kinds, the cold wind stinging against your cheeks as the snow beneath your feet gives a light crunching, you see a sign above your goal. Chronicle Comics. You open the door, the ding of the bell letting the clerk know someone has entered. He looks up at your familiar face and says, Hey, uh, that comic you were picking up ended its run, but it looks like the company printing it as uh, something new out. And he hands you a comic. On the cover, a city along the water at night, searchlights across the dark sky. In each light are four faces with names and contrastingly colorful font below them.
0: Falcon Girl. No, he would not be impressed. He'd be, like, 50 times more pissed than he already is at me. Royale. Yeah, watching and seeing what happens isn't
3: stopping the crime. Remix!
5: Am I the only one confused why
2: Quasi can whisper? Quasi-raptor. Quasi never gets to eat. Above them, in white font with yellow bordering, the words, Cape Chronicles. Available Every first and third Wednesday of each month, starting March 2nd, 2022, from Project Derailed, wherever you get your podcasts. It is crammed in here.
4: Snides Return is a tabletop role-playing game interviews and actual play podcast. We interview content creators, Twitch streamers, and fellow podcasters. And we put out our own natural play using a variety of different systems. So come and join us. Come and have a listen. You can find us on Twitter at Return Snyder. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or check out our website at www.snidersreturn.squarespace.com. ProjectDerailed.com